Here's the headlines. Dominic Robb, gone. Richard Sharp, gone. Rishi Shunak, can't count. SNP, can we have one day without some controversy, please? And latest polls suggest that Reform is now the second largest party in the UK. Holy shit. What is going on, Philip? (laughs) Oh, my word. Reform are going to potentially be the opposition. You know that the four horsemen are are getting the farriers ready with their shoes for the horses that shoes wear. To be fair, it is only one very, very small poll on Twitter, um, but it was by a legitimate website. Um, Yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, in the the poll question, who do you intend to vote for at the next elections, uh, Labour came out with a resounding, I think, 58 or 59%. Yeah, yeah. And Reform got 32 I mean, that is terrifying. In third, However, that's what Conservatives get for being the way they are. Yeah, in third place, uh, Liberal Democrats, I think, are on I 16. It's so good. I mean, it's good, but it's scary. Um, yeah, I, the idea that the Conservatives have splintered so severely now that they're below the Lib Dems. I, and I'd just like to point out to our, our, our fastidious listeners who are obviously paying a lot of attention to what's going on, because we are obviously the people who have got the finger on the pulse of the nation and uh, right the up, ear of yeah. the nation, and also we've, we are the, the lips and mouth and throat of the nation. Ooh, that sounds saucy. Um, <laughs> that my mathematics there were probably very, very terrible. But I'll be honest with you, I'm trying to recollect something I saw on Twitter once, liked and moved on very quickly to doom scrolling it's- my life away. It's about right, though, to be honest. A reform will be the opposition. It, it's yeah. It, I mean, that in it, that of itself is terrifying. Also, my re- bad, my bad mathematics and trying to re- re- recount the statistics of how people are going to vote is just um, symptomatic of the nation's terrible, terrible mathematics. Full stop. And, and our prime ministers. Yeah, he's uh, he's really on that maths kick, isn't he? He's really wanting to um, push that maths pill down the throats of the, the, the people, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't study maths properly at, at all, ever, I, if I'm honest. Phil, I think you'll remember that my maths GCSE went something like this. Uh, name, centre number, candidate number. There you go, there's my 10%. First page. <laughs> you just showed up. I, I, I answered the first three questions and then I had a three and a half hour nap. I did the same in German, to be honest. I fell asleep. Apparently, Mr. Davis was saying, I look so tired, he just left me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, I I was in Mrs. Fennell's maths group, so apparently, I don't know why, I was supposed to be a higher achiever. Um, I got a D, and that's mostly because Nick Watson drew my my shirt in Biro. I I, um, had a private tutor um, and had... Uh, extra lessons uh, three times a week after school um, and he was really good to be fair really 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 very good um, but he was completely unaware of the fact that I was trading my um, chocolate bars from my pat lunch to two lads in my math class to do all of my homework so I wouldn't get detentions and um, yeah math math, um, discalcular 
uh, is a very real thing, but was not very um, well documented at the time we were at school, and therefore but, no one yeah. paid any attention to me when I said that I didn't understand what was going on. But if only we'd had Rishi to save us all then by making a study mass until we were 18. Well, this is the thing that I'm worried about, right? So they, they still haven't got enough of a handle on things like dyslexia, uh, dyscalculia, um, and other basic, kind of learning... decent humanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to be able to actually, like, root out people who have got genuine issues trying to do mathematics or, or, or English or, or, you know, any of the basic kind of GCSE kind of stalwart lessons... So how how are they expecting to to ram this down people's throats until the age of eighteen if they're not going to be actually providing the extra yeah. support that people need? I mean, it, it's one. It's the old adage: if you, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's always going to feel stupid. I, I, the education system is inherently broken anyway, and we've lost a lot of the vocational qualifications and education that we used to have. We're not all academics. I'm I'm not an academic. I'm I'm a I'm going to use a big, long, wanky word now. I'm a kinesthetic learner. I learn by doing. So, it was academia was lost on me. It's a very wanky word. It was, isn't it? Very yeah. wanky. Um, it's a real wanky. It's a, it's a real wanky word, but um, it's true. I learn by doing, and I like to be using my hands, which probably shouldn't you be using the same sentence as wanky. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, the thing I'm the thing I'm worried about as well is the person who's calling the shots right now doesn't seem to be so hot on the maths himself what with his tax returns not having all of the facts or figures that he should have been putting down no I mean there's a few things he managed to leave off there um, and and in any I'm, I'm guessing next year's tax return the fact that you know Infosys who who are were subcontracted to do the uh, emergency alarm <laughs> tell us we're all fucked um is actually owned by Rishi Sunak's father-in-law. Can we just go back to the emergency alarm? Did you did you get the emergency alarm? No, I turned it off um, because I figured if a nuclear bomb was landing on this country, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, so, I mean, let's let's call a let's call a, a a fish a fish. Let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a a, a, a nuclear early warning alert. Uh, a nuclear early warning alert. Um, yeah. It came through on our phones one minute early. We were we were of the group with the one minute early. <laughs> I can't even get it right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, I mean, I understand why. I understand the concept, but if yeah, but if, if the whole thing was just ridiculous. The fact that his, I mean, granted, the company that was originally um, contracted to run it was Fujitsu. And they clearly couldn't be asked because it was such a small fried project in their mind that they subcontracted out. And, the, and merest, you know, mysteriously and wonderfully, the guy that won the tender for the contract just happened, just happened to be Rishi Sunak's father-in-law. Um, Brilliant. You know. Brilliant work. And it was shit. I mean, a third, you know, whatever it was, it was a third of the, of the population didn't get it. You got it early. Um, it didn't work, and, they, and a lot of the people are saying, "Well, that's why it's called a test." If you're going to frighten a nation by telling people that nuclear bombs are dropping, you should probably get it right. I, I <laughs> I've seen threads. I know I'm not going to stand a chance. The only way I'm going to the only neck of the woods anyway. Threads. 
I mean, the only way that I'm going to survive a nuclear explosion is if, A, I'm a traffic warden, apparently, because threads showed me that traffic wardens have got extraordinary skills beyond their, uh, uh, their normal capabilities. That's because genetically they're very similar to cockroaches. I, I, um, I have heard this. I have heard this. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a statistic uh, I read that um, a lot of the traffic wardens that are in the UK today are actually uh, people who have come over as immigrants. Um, and it's one of the only jobs that they can um, actively get because nobody wants to have that job. Very much kind of the kind of uh, fruit picker kind of category, which I, I, you know, I'm not making the comparison, but it's the truth. Traffic yeah. warden is not a job that anyone wants because let's face it, traffic wardens are cunts. They are amongst the most hated groups of people in this in this country. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say. I mean, I've never, I've never actually called one Hitler. But oh, I, I have. I, I have a friend who was a traffic warden when I lived in Stratford upon Avon, and uh, he he happened to work um, the the square mile around my flat. So I'd quite yeah. often see him walking up and down my road while I was making coffees. So I'd open my kitchen, which was facing onto the main street, and I would shout very loudly, "Fascist!" at him. And he had a little chuckle back, and he just went, "Oh, I'm a fascist," and walked on. But but one day I shouted "fascist" out of the window at someone I thought was my friend, and it turned out to be a completely different person. And I will tell you this: the reception was not great. <laughs> no, I mean I can imagine because they know they're fascists. That's the problem. They know no one likes them, and they take great great pleasure in that. I do. I do have to be a bit careful now of name calling when I found out the statistic that a lot of them are working a job that is the only one they could get and it does make me feel a little bit less um, less angry when I see them Um, even though I am a collector of parking tickets (laughs) I'm a I've only ever had one sorry I've only ever had one parking ticket only oh well oh how the other half live in your Ivory well, Castle. That's because, you know, obviously I grew up in Oxford. We just bribe our way out to it. It's fine. <laughs> in Stratford, it's pretty easy to bribe your way out of it as well. You just act like a massive Tory. Oh, no, we just, we'll just send a hamper with some canned hams and things like that. It's not a problem. Canned hams? Canned hams? Who do you think you yeah, are? Candied chestnuts. I think they're called Maron Glass. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have any grey poupon? <laughs> I used to love great people. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, Rishi can't count, um, and Rishi um, doesn't know how to fill a format. It turns out um, no, he's not only did you know he's not doing well with this whole keeping his government uh, in a consistent level of integrity, or, or any any integrity. Because because obviously we have to point out as well that this week. Um, one of our candidates for the next section, um, the inaugural um, cunt of the week, um, yeah, yeah, gets to uh, have a little battle off with uh, someone from, sadly, our side, uh, the yeah. left. Um, Andrew yeah. Bridgens is also gone. I know, right? What, what a weirdo! Um, what a strange little man. Let's hope he just took everyone's advice and just fell off the side of his flat fucking earth. <laughs> <laughs> is he a flat earther as well he's got to be come on he's got to be that man that, there's no way that man does not believe that the earth is flat well so he's let's let's play he's a covid denier 
Um, he's a Holocaust denier, I think, isn't he? Oh my goodness! I mean, of course he is. If he's a if he's a, if he's a COVID denier, of course he's going to have something to do with the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I think I I, I I I wouldn't know, but I'm I'm if he's that kind of I'm I'm generalising here, so I do apologise if it's not true. But um, I would assume he kind of falls in the flat earthers. Who... He's, he's got to be. I bet he believes in like the reptilian lizard people. Silurian conspiracy as well. Yeah, I mean David Icke not looking so mad now though, is he? I think it was wonderful um, when he stood up in Parliament a couple of weeks ago to um, try and push his COVID-denying agenda, and even people on his own bench stood up, crossed the aisle, and spoke to the people from the Labour and the Liberal Democrats and the SNP uh, benches, and said, "I would leave if I was you." Bridgins is about to come up and the whole chamber left it's it's ridiculous see if, um, if moments like that where people can cross the divide to ignore absolute lunatics why can't we have more of that yeah I, I, I mean that's cross party working at it's finest I, absolutely there was, there was not a moment's hesitation not a batted eyelid in the place everyone just went oh yeah we're out don't worry about it Mentals in, mentals in, mental Andrew. Watch out, he'll be selling his tinfoil hat soon. Um, having said that, I do have a very nice tinfoil hat, should you know, just in case. But no, the man's the man's terrifying. The truth is, we laugh about it, but this there is nothing that this man spouts about COVID and it or and all the other it can be disproved so quickly with science. We um we as, as well as the podcast we we've been branching out into multi uh, faceted media. Um, we've got we've got the YouTubes, we've got the Twitters, YouTube. we've got the Instagrams, but we also have a Substack where uh, this week we we launched a, a couple of um uh, new blogs. One of which was um, transatlantic cosplay, um, and um it was the Americanization of British politics, which What's I will I, I will admit is very much in its infancy and we're nowhere near as mental as those across the pond yeah. and I say that affectionately as a big fan of America I'm a, I'm a massive um, uh, Yankee-file um, I, I do love America and I love American politics especially I, I know American politics way more than I know British politics mainly because I like the, the pomp and WWE-ness of it all well we, they're just such big characters there um and, but I mean, we, I, I agree. We're, we're kind of heading that way now, um, but we are very much in its infancy. But America are full-fledged. Yeah, like you say, Batty. WWE, like yeah. mental, properly mental. The fact that Trump was even considered for presidency, let alone let, let's put the fact that he was the president aside. The fact that he even made it through the primaries and was considered. Let's um, let, let us not forget Lindsey Graham's uh, famous tweet of um, if we elect Donald Trump, we will be destroyed and we will deserve it. Yeah. Obviously, two weeks later, he was attached to Trump's uh, yeah. bottom. He, he flipped a bit. But I think very much American politics, it's very much a sliding doors moment, I think. If you go back and you have a look at it, the, the, there was a sliding doors moment during the Bush-Gore election where yeah. America could have went on an absolutely incredible like run of business. It could have done, like, the New Green Deal, what's this, 16 years ago? 
Yeah, and and, and and Gore was made out to be an absolute lunatic. Yeah, he was probably one of the the last remaining true uh, Demo- Democrats who, who was stood up for the Republic and the democracy for which he, he represented. But he, he was painted out as an utter lunatic and, and, and sadly we got the what's it. Well, we got, um, we got, we got the Bush first, Bush two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Oh, that man was, that man was, that, that, that man was. Um, I think, I think anyone who's got a uh, cabinet made up of Dick Cheney, who is patently insane. And, and you shouldn't trust with a firearm. But um, Donald Rumsfeld, patently insane. Yeah, I mean, and then you have, Tony Blair attached to his teat. It, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently about um, the uh, there's an, uh, not not that we not that we endorse other people's podcasts because quite frankly you should only be listening to ours exclusively on repeat, leaving five star reviews and demanding more from all yeah. of your podcast suppliers. Um, yeah. And we will pay attention if you do this. If you de- if you demand more, we will provide you more. But. But I understand yeah. that there are other places which do podcasts, and some of them might be sufficient, adequate at best. At the very least, better grasp of English. But maybe one of one, one such podcast that I've been listening to recently, and I very much recommend it, is called Long Shadow. Um, now I'd seen it a couple of times, and I ignored it because the the artwork for it um, very much looked like it was part of the QAnon conspiracy ilk um, okay. but I I kind of got a bit of a, uh, a a worm under my skin um, about a, a particular subject and I wanted to deep dive into it and Long Shadow actually is an incredible podcast um, it's first season deals with 9-11 um, but it looks at it from a very anchored center point doesn't take any bias right or left it just explores everything that happened on the day um in a deep dive looking at absolutely every kind of facet of what happened on the day uh and pulls out some amazing like original audio that i hadn't heard from like the hijackers and and from the people on board the planes and stuff um it's second season then goes in to look at the uh seeds of the fascist right wing that is becoming prevalent in the Republican circle Um, like looking at Ruby Ridge and Waco and tying uh, Timothy McVeigh through to where we are now politically with like Donald Trump and everything yeah and the rise of I mean they would call it ultra conservatism but let's not yeah yeah. let's call it what it is Christo-fascism yeah it is yeah yeah Um, and you can draw a through line straight back to Ruby Ridge um, and it's incredible incredible like deep dive looking into it but what we're looking at now is basically a political wing that has been infiltrated and taken over by white power groups and they have no interest in governing they have only interest in being political terrorists yeah and that is really scary when you look at kind of the th- the through line to UK conservatism and how that's becoming a very kind of deeply Christian 
weirdly archaic kind of uh, British version of that. Yeah, I mean, they they would call it um, um, a return to kind of values, which I always I always find is a deeply disturbing um, phrase because what it means is stepping back in time, <clears throat> um, and yeah, I I just find that deeply worries. You know, there's certain groups of people that should start worrying when a return to Christian values is used. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a card-carrying atheist, and I have been since probably the age of 15, 16. Yeah. And God bless you, Phil. You've been, you you were with me on my my early sojourns into um uh, experimenting with 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 religion. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't take to it. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. It scared me a little bit. So I kind of naturally built up a immunity to it. Yeah, but looking at what's going on now is a is a weird weird form of kind of militant Church of Englandism, which is yeah, so strange when, when to you, me. When you've got people like Calvin Robinson who are becoming the voice of the people, um, and wears a dog collar at the same time and professes, I can't, I can't, you know, I don't know him, I can't comment on his faith because I, I, that's not for me to do but who professes to be a God-fearing Bible-believing Christian and then spouts the nonsense that makes Lawrence Fox go rigid um, it's a worry I don't know if you've heard of this guy um, you, uh, you might you might have heard of him he's kind of famous uh, he did, did quite a lot in history um, his name was um, uh, Jesus yep. yes Good, apparently, good guy. Apparently, nice. Socially awkward person. Yeah. Uh, uh, from what I hear, he's a solid dude. Um, really like people. Yeah. Um, really good with people. Was 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 a mega like orator, speaker. Um, put on a hell of a show. Decent guy. By you know. Didn't 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 seem like he was entirely down with um, capitalism. No, no, no. I think he would probably have been a socialist. Seems very much like he would have been a supporter of the NHS. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not drawing parallels here, but they've both got beards, you know. Uh, Jez, you know, would 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 have got on very well with him. Um, he also, I, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but also seemed to be a bit of a pal of the immigrants, right? Yeah, I mean, he he was possibly one of the most socially awkward, defiant yet loving pe- people you could meet. He was hated, and it didn't stop him. But I, this that the dude that I've read in the book, right? And yeah. I've seen like yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar, Andrew Lloyd Webber, ten out of ten would yeah, would watch again. Um, and I watched that other one, uh, the, uh, the the Mel Gibson one with the um, with the scary Satan, uh, the Passion. Passion and, of Christ. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be pretty good in there, if if a little put upon. Uh, let's they're face doing it. A sequel. They're actually doing a sequel. I know they're all. Yeah, yeah. I, I've uh, the less said about that, the better. Yeah, the Passion harder. I don't. I don't really know. 
Yeah, but anyway, sorry, Carol. From 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 what I've seen on all of those, they they seem to have a pretty good handle on the Jesus dude as being a pretty solid guy. Yeah, yeah. But if the Republicans and the Christo fascists and the um, uh, the the new Church of England uh, extremist militant wing would have you believe that mm. the the Jesus that they follow is uh, anti-immigration, bigoted, uh, whiter than a man from Essex, in it, um, he, homophobic. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh didn't seem to be entirely friendly with the Jews no no but was one yeah very much so which yeah. is well, I mean people forget that he wasn't he wasn't a quote unquote Christian he was Jewish somebody wrote on Twitter the other day and it made me it made me cackle for a good five and a half minutes um, <laughs> that uh, a specific amount of time but go on he, he argued with someone who said that Jesus was a Jew and said Jesus was not a Jew. How dare you say that? Jesus was a Christian. And just, I I almost fell off the planet laughing. Um, because uh, yeah, I mean, he was very Jewish. I mean, yeah. He wasn't liked, but he was Jewish. I don't understand why we've got to be living in a period of time where Christo-fascism has become such a prevalent like way of thinking when, let's let's face it, I mean, I'm going to go to the brass tacks here and I'm going to put myself out on a bit of a limb, right? Let's let's look at the religions as a whole, just on a very kind of base level, okay? So, okay. Uh, Judaism, very much about anxiety and guilt. Okay. Would you agree? Largely, yes. Yeah, I would, yeah. Uh, Catholicism, very much about guilt and um, rituals. They like the rituals, don't they? Hells and smells, got a lot of them. Excellent. Uh, Buddhism, uh, all about being a solid dude, and if you don't believe in a thing, you don't have to believe in a thing, but you've got full freedom to believe in a thing if you want to believe in that thing. Yeah, all roads lead to God. Excellent. Um, uh, Islam. Yeah, Islam, yeah. Very, very much of the same kind of um, thinking as Catholicism. Very ritualistic. Very into its traditions. Very much into its um, uh, its its belief in the individual and in the community. Yeah, big believers in Jesus Christ as well. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Church of England. Yeah. When I think of Church of England, I think of three hours that I have largely forgotten on a Sunday afternoon. Tepid, weak, milky tea. Yeah. And sermons that seem to go on for fourteen and a half days. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it, it's 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 changed a lot now, uh, but historically, it, it's been a very tired, dusty, largely irrelevant organization. I, I think I think there are it's like everything. There are some really good people within all these organizations and churches and there are some real shits. You know, in, in all these in all these faiths. There are but um yeah we are in a a weird Christo fascist bubble at the moment and it doesn't I don't think it's gonna burst. I think if anything it's just gonna strengthen and get bigger I I really hope that uh, 
Oh, we've gone off completely off politics in a way now. We've gone on to religion, but do carry on. We will we will zoom this back round. Don't you worry. Yeah, it, I, it all ties in. I think I think we're very much on the cusp of a renaissance of um, new religions. Um, very much like you know back in the um, in the days of of, of our, our our old buddy Jesus, um, when religions were kind of becoming. Uh, they were they were kind of bubbling up and then forming, yeah, and it was the the genesis of a, of a lot of the religions we see nowadays. Um, obviously, yeah. Judaism kind of is an ancient ancient religion that's kind of grown and has sporadically kind of separated and schismed off into other things. But yeah. Christian values, uh, Islamic values, um, even Hinduism, like all kind of bubbled up around about the same period of time. Yeah, yeah, and then you had Siddhartha kind of coming a few centuries later, um, but in in the kind of overall arching look at the time frame where all those religions happened, they all they all kind of were created within the same two three hundred year period. Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, we've had maybe five new religions pop up. If you don't count Jedi, yeah, like. Pastafarianism, yeah. Rastafarianism, yeah. Uh, we've had uh, Jesus Christ and the Latter Day Saints, yeah. Mormons, which don't get me started. Don't get me started. Hello. <laughs> uh, you have at the the Church of uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientology. What'd you say? Sorry, psychology. Scientology. Scientology. I, I live very close to East Grinstead, so I have to be very close, careful what I say there. They have the main church here, and they've they've got long stretching arms. Quakers. Yep, love their breakfasts. Uh, and then you've got um, the kind of the schisms from the Quakers as well. I've discovered Jainism, not not as in religion, but I've I've kind of heard of it recently. It's an interesting group of people as well it's another another offshoot they eat Jainism they don't I believe they if I, please forgive me if I'm wrong but I believe they don't eat anything that hasn't relinquished its own life right okay that's an interesting one I'll have to dig into that a little bit further just following a suicidal cow around looking forlorn I don't really know but but I mean the the last great modern religion and I say great in in inverted commas very much in the kind of um uh, it, it's it's a it's a phenomena, um, yeah. and it's it's bigger than I think even even its creator believed it could become was probably Scientology. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at where its roots are, um, it's an interesting. Obviously, uh, um, what's it called? L. Ron Hubbard, very much of the Alistair Crowley kind of crowd. Um, the, the story of L. Ron Hubbard is it, it fascinating beyond it, words. It's it's weird. I, I recommend anyone to read into it because it's a really strange story. Um, but yeah, I mean, what it's where its roots are. It's it's one of the more out there <laughs> kind of faiths. But it's one of the fastest growing ever. Like it's huge. So I think we're on the renaissance of a of a period of time where we're going to look back on these other religions that exist and very much like 
this is how I'm going to bring it back round to politics. Very much like how we've looked at classic, um, like, classic ideas of what politics can be. Religion very much kind of exists in parallel to it. And I think we're on a renaissance of a period of time where people are going to start looking in religions and deconstructing it and then building it back up again into new fantastic and interesting shapes. And it's going to, it's going to become like a new age of, of religion. And I think those religions are going to start looking at things that are, are very much kind of in our lives nowadays. Like um, like AI, I think there's only a matter of time before a, a chatbot invents a religion that becomes zeitgeist and people start jumping on the bandwagon, and an AI-generated religion becomes one of the biggest in the in the world. Um, yeah. And if That's that doesn't happen, I'm going to start it. Oh, well, I've just asked it to. Here we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, it's coming up with some very interesting things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we're in an interesting period. Uh, the fact that the Church of Trump, the fact that Trump is referred to as a Church of Trump because he he preaches, he doesn't he doesn't speak. Um, he preaches. It's it's terrifying. I mean, the fact that he's. The first prior, the first president ever to face a criminal charge, and he is still, still outperforming in statistic, statistically his main competitors when this, it comes to the next year's um, elections. It's terrifying that after all the damage that was done, I mean, people died on January sixth. There was people injured. There was mass panic. I mean, the the capital was stormed. I, I I I watched January sixth from my 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 dad's lounge. Me and my dad actually watched it together. It's, it's very weird. A lot of um historically significant things that have happened during my lifetime have been shared with my dad from like the comfort of the sofa while watching Sky News or BBC or on yeah. that day skipping between all the different news channels watching what was going on. Blackburn Rovers winning the Premiership. Nine Eleven. Yeah. Two very significant moments. <laughs> um, one far more significant than the other, because you know, we'll never win it again. But carry on. <laughs> the um, the 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 January sixth QAnon movement is fascinating because I think QAnon is only a few years away from becoming a full fledged religion, and I think um, now it's been pretty much like realised that Q as a person or an entity doesn't exist but they're putting their own meaning against the things that he released and said on um on all of the 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 web boards and everything and then you've got the orange cheeto as your figurehead like they're starting to worship him very much as a god and he he doesn't hold rallies he holds televangelistic movements i mean they're they're revival meetings revival meetings exactly they are they are revival meetings and this is why I think we're in a bit of like a moment where these new religions are going to start sprouting up and they're going to start getting like credence and um, they're going to be taken seriously and they're going to start becoming the driving movements that, that shape the world that we live in. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, I'm convinced Elon Musk will, will start, well, I mean, he already is looked at by some of his followers as a deity. 
I mean, Elon Musk politically um, with the Neuralink and, and whatnot, we're looking at some really scary. I, I mean, there's a, there's a thought process that Elon Musk is slowly using his technology. Thank you for this, Dave. I know you listen, by the way. Um, his kind of technology and his research to develop. AI to such a point that it can literally prolong life. Um, the Neuralink and the idea that several people with Neuralinks can join together to increase processing power, which is frankly terrifying, um, is, I mean, we've all seen Transcendence, or actually we haven't all seen it, I saw it because I was bored one evening, with Johnny Depp, where his so consciousness is uploaded to a digital platform isn't that far away anymore with people like Elon well, and I personally believe that's what he's gunning for is the ultimate prolonging of life by making us immortal through AI chat GPT 4 isn't it we're on now yeah is essentially um, reminds uh, you every time you use it if you ask it to do anything which is of a personal um, viewpoint it reminds you constantly that you know I, 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 I am a chatbot designed yeah. to uh, help you use the internet. I am not a person. Yeah. But, and then there's always that but, and then it kind of goes off into tangents. If I was a person... If, if I was to do this, this is what I would suggest. And it's, the, the rate that AI is like growing in exponentially kind of, all of the different chatbots are all vowing off against each other. And... Yeah. They're, of which there are many now. We are, we are starting to see some serious, some quite serious contenders appearing. And some very serious people who are in the med medical industry, in the technology like sector, all coming out and saying that we are we are basically sowing the seeds of our own downfall. Like, yeah. for years we have been scared of robots becoming a thing, taking over yeah. and destroying the world. I mean, fucking Skynet is... You know, it's, it, not, oh, it's, it's not that ridiculous now, is it? it? It was a running joke for how many years? All oh, the robots are going to take over, and just because we didn't have actual like walking, talking, bipedal silver death machines stomping the streets and breaking puppies' backs, shooting yeah. AK-47s down, you know, thoroughfares, it didn't mean that the AI isn't actually a living, breathing monster that's that's going to be soon let loose with, like you say, Neuralink and, and the rest of it. And when you say that, I was I was literally today watching a video of a man with a, a robot with an AI um, playing slaps. So he was, they were playing rock paper scissors. If he won, he could slap the robot. If the robot won, at the last minute he would put up a mannequin head for the robot to slap, and it did it eight times. You can't see as I'm holding eight things up. Um, on the ninth time, the robot won, and he put the head up. The robot grabbed the head out of the way, held him by the scruff of the neck, and slapped him. Because it had learnt that that wasn't right, and it was an injustice. <laughs> Literally. You can check it, it's on YouTube. This robot had learned that this was a fake head. It was hitting, not, it was not hitting a human being. <sighs> and it was an injustice. So it slapped the mannequin head out of the way, pulled him up, stood up and slapped him. You could hear it. Holy shit. And then sat back down, meek as anything. It was terrifying. Like, your turn. It was just playing a game. But he, he it quickly learned that he wasn't playing it fairly. Well, I, the, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, in, in I'm, I'm going to put a pound on it right now with you 
that in the next five years we will see the birth of at least four new religions and the biggest of them will be an artificial intelligence led religion created by someone Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg be their deity that's just awful I just I just I can see it happening anyway I agree I agree completely yeah. Enough enough with America in the corner. Now let's go yes. back to a deep dive on UK politics. <laughs> that was a perfect, absolutely perfectly executed segue. Yeah. <laughs> Seamless, honestly. I don't know how we do it. Phil, what's our next segment? Our next segment is... Well, we have two. Shall we do a deep dive or shall we look at absolute rotter of the week and just for those who are on YouTube we're, we're limited to how many of the words we can say when we say rotter actually we mean cunt um, cunt cunt just we can't say otherwise they take our money away They're, all of our money uh, will be taken away and what I mean honestly we are rolling in money after the first episode honestly yeah I've even I've even invested in, in a test jacuzzi I have <laughs> it's a thing you tried to buy me a testacuzzi. Yeah, I'm going to buy one. It's a solid gold one, honestly. It's amazing. There's even a little towel for your balls. It's amazing. Well, the last time you were telling me about testacuzzi, you were sat on my sofa drinking tequila-infused wine. Yeah, we put <laughs> wine into tequila and wine. Which I think made you, that week, the cunt of the week, because I had a hangover <laughs> for three days. Rotter. Rotter of the Rotter. week. So who so who's your? We, we have two. Should we should we look at two? Uh, yes. So um, can I? You look at the, the right. I'll look at the left. Okay. What's your take on the right? Who is the rotter of the week? I think it's gonna have to be the uh, the subject of our deep dive, uh, the one and only um, the 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 bully from the bully from the boys. In the black, it's Dominic Rob. Robbie. Yeah, I mean, he only bullied twice, though, so it's all right. And I wasn't actually proven to be bullying at all. In fact, if you look at the definition of bully in the doctory, you'll see that I wasn't a bully at all. Did you get it? Do you understand where I'm coming from? I'm not a bully. If you don't get it, I will slap your face silly. I mean, uh, I mean, it, the fact that he tried to justify it with, I only got found guilty twice... Um, you know, and they're, and actually they're just being wet. These civil servants are wet. We're we're in a we're in a we're in a we're in a civil service where they're all wet and they can't take criticism. Um, he didn't criticise them. At one of them, he actively put his hand over someone's mouth to stop them speaking. He he which is about as aggressive as it gets, short of a punch in the ovaries or the testicles. I think you just need to have a look at his face at any given. <laughs> Occasion during Prime Minister's Christian time, and you can see that the guy is a absolute bag of spanners. He is. He, he's actually been caught on camera mouthing the c word across the bench, across the top. Yeah, CK Starmer. Yeah, he's um he's a terrible, terrible, terrible human being, and he just. Guru Murthy got suspended for five days for calling. Who was it? Thirty P Lee. No, I think it was Steve Barkley, wasn't it? Steve Bar- oh, that was it, Steve Barkley, sorry. Off camera, and someone else's camera picked it up. He got suspended for a week for that. Dominic Raab does it on a weekly basis in, in um, Parliament. He gets made Deputy PM. Yeah, terrible, terrible human being. Um, glad he's gone. 
Um, hopefully, this will be the last of the bad bunch that well, has. The rest of them just aren't standing, are they? Yeah, I mean, what we've seen so far is people like um, Cruella, yeah, I mean, Braverman, yeah. get sacked and then, like, you know, get her job back. Pretty Patel, get sacked, get her job back. Um, I don't see Dominic Raab being sacked and then getting his job back. I think he's very much going to join the bench with Boris Johnson of yeah, politicians that had their opportunity. You had your opportunity, you blew it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I honestly think, or I thought for a long time that we were going to see a Dominic Raab premiership. Um, Which is terrifying. Um, really? Uh, just men with no morals should not be running the country. And hopefully, hopefully, once we get to the next election, we're going to start seeing a change in the way that Britain is run. Um I think I think it's inevitable. You look at the people that are the Tories that are standing down at the next election. You've got people like Scott Benton, who's been deselected, who would rather have nice coloured bins on the seafront than feed his constituents or ensure that they've got well and and have casinos and would basically sell his soul for a pot noodle. Um, you got what's his name, Andrew. Conspiracy matter nonsense. Bridgins. Bridgins gone. Um, you've got, you know, all these people that are standing down that just, they're not going to, they know, they know that they, they won't survive. But likewise, you're going to be last, you're going to be seeing the, the, the backs of people like Sajid Javid, who, as much as I don't like the guy, I do appreciate the fact that he was a level head amongst a sea of nutballs. Yeah, I, I, yeah, if all we can remember him for is he was calm. Um, and tried to be collected and did what he did. I don't agree with what he did with the economy and things, but he did it full in the knowledge that he thought he was doing the right thing. Um, a, man, a man with conviction who makes bad decisions is forgivable. Yeah. Um, a man who has no convictions and makes terrible decisions that only benefit him and his mates is unforgivable. And that brings us to Dominic Raab. He is, he is an, a moralless man in a he would literally climb over his granny to yeah. get what he wanted. Very, very much yeah. of the American politics seeping into English and British politics. He was yeah, very we much... seeing the nonsense of, of uh, you know, it is Trumpism. And yeah. if you disagree with me, fake news. So, yeah, he's my rotter of the week. Who's yours? This is painful. Um, but I have to go on the left for, for um, in, the, in the interest of balance... Uh, sorry, um, but Diane Abbott is just—I feel bad for saying this—but is my roster of the week just for the the way the comments. It wasn't. It was the because this. This let me some context here. This is the woman that has faced a barrage of one racism, two just general hatred, um, put downs, mocking, and has managed to remain largely level-headed and deal with herself she carried herself reasonably well I you can disagree with her politics all you want you can you can say that she would be a bad home secretary or a bad uh, chancellor or a bad um, uh, foreign secretary or whatever it was that she was shadowing that particular time like yeah. you can you can say that but you you can't always hold water to it 
when you look at the alternative that's actually in power. Yeah. I I think she had incredible run of uh, being a politician with standards and with class. Yeah. But, but I the, mean, she 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 carried herself well. But the latest the latest uh, faux I pas mean, is just, just it uh, it was just a poorly thought through, terrible letter that just backfired horrendously you can't make those comparisons um, I'm not going to dignify them by mentioning them on here but google them they're, some of the, they're just really poorly thought through and this is a woman that has faced this herself first hand and understands what it feels like so to make some of these comparisons I mean comparing kind of the Jewish community suffering to people with ginger hair I'm not a very big fan of whataboutism and it felt well it stunk of whataboutism yeah like well okay what about the the Jews but what about what about these guys over here and what about these guys over here and I think by and large it's a bit desperate and clinging in and you, you have yeah. to you have to look at the Jewish uh, community as a whole like the entire yeah. Jewish community very much of a world of two um hemispheres you have the, the the Jewish people which include like the uh, orthodoxy and the old school um, of of the booked Jews and then the more um, casual Jewish community people who are largely Jewish by association by birth you, you know you are Jewish by association. Yeah, uh, they they may they may be born into a Jewish family, but they don't necessarily follow the orthodoxies or the or the religion itself, like to the letter. But they do yeah. have um, a a you know uh, a love for the community and the people that they have been born into. And then you look at the other hemisphere as being the Zionists. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you you there's there's very much a disconnect between the two hemispheres where you talk about Judaism or Jewish people. Um, and you you can level criticisms against Israel, but if you level a criticism against Israel as a state that is, let's let's face it, doing some absolutely awful things, you immediately get tarred with a brush that you're being an anti-Semite. Yeah, and it's a very difficult and dangerous plane to walk, and there are mines everywhere, and I'm not going to start stepping into it. But suffice to say, yeah. Yeah. it is it's it, it's okay to criticise a state for acting improperly without meaning the people that that state are yeah. are yeah. like are their 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 beliefs their their religion any of that you can separate yeah. the two things entirely. To, and, to make those comparisons was just poor. And I think she just kind of waded into the minefield and started throwing her little gin cans around. And yeah, I mean, she was literally... She was wearing DMs and stomping. So. It was awful. It was just... It was awful to see someone who is such a... well-versed politician... Yeah. ...make such stupid mistakes. And the, the, the Labour Party at the moment in time... I mean, if you even breathe near the words Jew, you're... Judaism, 
anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's just you're asking for trouble, and I think it was incredibly, uh, incredibly stupid for someone who's so seasoned. Yeah, I, I, I was. It just made me sad. I, I, um, but it was horrendous, and and for that reason, she's my rotter of the week. I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think, I, I think um, Keir Starmer, for all of his pitfalls and all of his, um, it, the downsides of him as a person and a prospective prime minister, yeah. I think his consistency with handling accusations of anti-Semitism within the party have Pretty been very consistent, and I don't. Instant. Yeah, and it was instant. And, you know, I, I, I joined the Labour Party because of Jeremy Corbyn. I left the Labour Party because of Jeremy Corbyn. I don't agree with what has happened with Jeremy Corbyn since because I think he has done a lot more to show that he is a man of the people regardless of their background. But yeah. I appreciate Keir Starmer had to be consistent. Yeah. The con- and, and he's taking a line and he's sticking with it. So... Um, yeah, she has to. She has to have the whip taken yeah. off of her. I mean, the fact that she was dealt with that quickly, and then on the flip side, the other side of the of the bench, you've got Chris Pincher, who has just announced he won't be standing at the next election. I, c- I couldn't and believe this is a man who even Boris Johnson referred to as Pincher by name, Pincher by nature. I couldn't believe when I read that that I he... mean, Boris Johnson is basically a sex pest, and he thought. Chris Pincher was a bit much, I, but I mean, like the fact that the fact that he st- he was still in politics, the fact that he was he's still, still he's still an MP. I know it's it's insane. It's in- yeah, when is he still is he still he's still a Tory MP as well, isn't he? I think the whip has been removed. Yeah, okay, so he's independent. But but I mean, for all intents and purposes, he sits on the back benches with his Tory mates, going yeah, cheering. I, 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 but knowing that he's Pincher by you know he's this was dealt with quickly and I do I do admire the Labour Party and the line they've taken they're, they're swift um, and they'll investigate uh, the problem is the Tories will investigate but they'll announce it three weeks for three weeks that they are investigating and the night before the investigations due to be released they quit yeah because they know they know, they know the results of the investigation our friend um, Sharpie being you know, Richard Sharp, prime example. I just, I'm, yeah, I'm baffled. Investigation was pending. It was about to be released. Oh, I'm going to go now. I'm, I'm not playing this game. And he quit. Because he knew we, um, which was another nail in, in Boris's girthy coffin. And I hate to use the word girthy in, in Boris's terms, but, you know. But, yeah, so I think, should we put, should we put it to the people? And let them decide who the political rotter of the week is. By all means, I think we should. Uh, if you if you want it to be Dominic Rob, just hashtag phpod dom Rob, or yeah. hashtag phpod Abbott, and uh, tell us which one you think no. it's going to be. And we'll let you know in the next episode. But. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I'm not sad about Dominic Raab. I, I, I hope he gives him sleepless nights and I hope he can't even get a job as a delivery driver by the time he's out of out of politics. But I, I'm kind of sad the choices that Diane Abbott made. Um, and we go there. So um, that's our political rotters of the week. Andrew. Well, 
Um, that's our rosters of the week. I think we are n- nailing it, mate. We're killing it. Yeah. We. So, uh, um, you wanted to talk a bit about America, I believe. Well, going back to old America. Yeah, what's going on in America? Here are the headlines. Bong. Ron DeSantis is a moron. Uh, Trump is going to prison episode 4,963,975,925 so bad I had to invent a number for it yeah I mean ironically it's probably his case number as well we've touched on it a little bit more Uh, the separation of church and state yeah Uh, that blurry line blurry line and uh, finally what's up with Jim Jordan yeah. So, this is your uh, this is your area. You you are far more comfortable with American politics, right? What are your thoughts, Mister 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 American Man? Right. So, Ron Ron DeSantis, uh, prospective yeah. presidential nominee. Um, he is, oh, yeah. by all intents and purposes, Trump with a brain, or so yeah. they say. Uh, but at uh, the same level of conscience. Yes. Uh, he um, has started a one-man war with Disney, of all people. You know. I mean, they they bought Star Wars. They can afford things. I don't know if you've uh, heard of Disney, the small uh, family-run business from Florida. Um, <laughs> they're, they, they're not really known for it. Yeah, you, you know, they've had a few hits over the years. Um, doing doing pretty well in the old independent film market. They are. Yeah. I mean. I, I, I don't. I, I, they're looking like they're, they're expanding. You know, they're, they're they're getting into more grown-up films, and I don't mean kind of. Um, <laughs> I'll come to fix your fridge. Disney uh, After Dark. Uh, <laughs> oh my word! Right, no, brass tacks. No, I meant. I meant that they are they are catering for adult audiences. Started with Disney and have moved up in ages. Not I've come to fix your fridge, squeaky squeaky bedtime. <laughs> um, no, it's only a matter of time. Let's face it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine Disney buying Pornhub? I, I, don't, I don't even start. I genuinely think by the year 3000, Disney are going to be the only company that left standing. They're going to they be the only company that give Jeff Bezos nightmares. My, my, my prediction for Disney, they're going to buy out Apple. Yeah. Um, because Apple is a dying uh, company in terms of innovation, in terms of being pushed forwards as a creative fo- force anymore, since I mean nothing, nothing new or decent has come out for it's it's just reiterations of the same old, and like they they seem to be stuck in a rut, and they need a new impetus. And I think Disney genuinely think Disney, with their history with Steve Jobs, who was a huge shareholder of Disney, he was one of the. Um, uh, main founders of Pixar. Pixar. I mean Pixar. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Pixar, he, he rescued Pixar. I think Disney could je- legitimately buy Apple, and if they do, it's also another film studio that they absorb into their um, into yeah. their mainframe. Their family. They call it a family. And and the technology side of of Apple is massively widely used within the Disney um, creative. For so I, I honestly think it's a it's a genuine thing that can happen. I also think that they could take over, um, uh, Bezos's operation. You think they'll go after Amazon? They they will either go after it or they would definitely buy shares in some version of Amazon. Um, Destroy it. 
as a distribution house. They've already got Buena Vista, but if you take on Amazon as the largest book supplier in the world, then yeah. you you've basically you you cut out a massive chunk of your overheads. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So genuinely think it could be a a part of Amazon that they buy. Could be interesting. And you're not even you're not even like a million miles away if they were to buy someone like Pornhub because of the advertising revenue alone Pornhub's yeah. worth something like 3 billion yeah, I mean it's horrendous I've, I've heard I mean I've, I've never, never really accessed it myself but um, I hear it's quite a big thing it's got it's own credit card system um, like in terms of like a, a payment um, like no way very much like YouTube it's it's very much a YouTube with, with adult films with but it's got the exact same distribution and creator um, pay rates and everything as YouTube. It's got all of the same kind of platform as YouTube. It just caters for a very different um, product. And Disney could, yeah. could corner it because it's got its own payment system. And they don't have a payment system or a crypto, but they could they could acquire one with something like Pornhub, which is owned by a legitimate company that also have oh, legitimate really? shares within the entertainment industries. So I mean, can you imagine like this Disney Plus and then Disney Wank? I mean, that's I I honestly a month all in. It's not um, even something which I like sniff at anymore. I think it's genuinely something which could legitimately happen I, in the next they're, thirty they're just years. Disney and Amazon by yeah. So Ron DeSantis has gone up against them. Um, Disney uh, World, I think, in Florida. Disneyland. Are they spinning to pull out? So Disney, Disneyland or Disney World, I can't remember which one's in Florida, but it's a self. It was a self-governing entity. As a corporation, it had its own police force, its own ambulance service, its own fire service. It's in jails, I mean, it's amazing. its own jails. Um, it was completely self-governing, and Ron DeSantis removed away all the protections that allowed it to be self-governing, and then pulled it back into the purview of Florida. So they were getting heavily taxed by Florida. Um, yeah. And they lost all of their like infrastructure, but that meant that Florida had to absorb the infrastructure and then start providing all of those services yeah. to Disney. So if they didn't provide the services, Disney could hold them accountable for it. Yeah. When Ron DeSantis pulled in the "Do Not the Don't Say Gay" acts uh, in Florida, um, Disney announced that they were going to have one of the biggest LGBTQ plus events in the whole of the country. They're having a full-on gay summit yeah. at Disneyland that's sold out in a week yeah. and has really, really pissed off Ron DeSantis. And then yeah. he started talking about putting a jail next to uh, Disney on the plot of land that currently is unowned. And he said that the state were going to buy the land and they were going to build a new Supermax prison right next to Disneyland. It'd be a hell of a ride, wouldn't it? Disneyland have countered this with a lawsuit saying that their First Amendment rights have been infringed upon and they are taking the state of Florida to court. <laughs> Bye, DeSantis. Disney, as we've discussed, have a lot of money. I mean, they're not poor, I'll be honest. No, and they have taken on every comer and won. They, well, they, you know, they took on merger at Twenty Century Fox. They, they, they bought it. So, Twentieth uh, um, Century Fox it cost them forty-eight billion. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars was four point six billion. Yeah. Marvel. 
Yeah. Eight billion. The house, the house of ideas, and they've. I mean, all kudos to them. You know, that's worked. They, they, they're a monopoly machine, and and they have workarounds. Well, they do it so well, I think that's the thing. Whatever they do, they do really well and take really seriously, largely. You know, Marvel, for example. You look at Marvel. What in the mid '90s was dying on its ass, um, and we we were in danger of losing it's, it all. Well, it um, it, it filed for uh, bankruptcy um, protections to try and protect itself. It at one point it offered Sony um, all of its characters uh, in yeah. a deal for eight. I think it was, it was between four and eight billion. Um, yeah. And um, Sony stupidly said, we don't want any of these characters that no one gives a shit about. We just want Spider-Man. And they acquired the rights for Spider-Man for something like two billion. But they could have had all of it. Yeah, but they didn't get all the Spider-Man characters, did they? They, they, they... Yeah, if you, buy the, if you buy the property, they, they own all of the characters. Okay. But um, it relates... It, it, it gets broken down into different... Um, uh, production houses, so live action, yeah. animation, and and so on and so forth. It all gets separated out. But yeah, DeSantis, DeSantis basically went up against the House of Mouse. He's going up against the House of Mouse, and he's got a, a, a an extraordinarily low chance of success in this one. Disney are going to absolutely trounce him and They're make him look stupid. And him up. I mean, honestly. And when you're about to announce your run for president. And your whole point of um, your run is that you're a strong, uh, brave, bold, younger version of the guy that just got knocked out. It makes you look really... by a cartoon mouse in court doesn't look good. The the homophobe is going to get his arse handed to him and I cannot wait to see it. The words wizard sleeve springs to mind. Which takes us to Trump. Yay, Trump. So we all know that he uh, faces uh, 34 counts uh, in his indictment in the state of New York for um, his um, uh, business dealings. Yeah. And um, that's just one lawsuit. One lawsuit, 34 or 35 in, uh, uh, federal federal indictments, which is something like 34 years maximum jail time that he could he could potentially. Um, uh, I mean, it's terrifying for him. Great for, for, for lots of others, but then you've got the alleged, obviously, because it's not in, it's not being in court, but the alleged re- the allegation of rape, allegation of rape against E. Jean Carroll, um, yeah. which is going terribly for him. Um, it's not looking great, I'll be honest. And the judge is absolutely calling it like down the line, um, calling him out on every little infringement, and his his lawyers are being bounced from wall to wall. It's it's incredible. It's it's actually genuinely heartwarming to see somebody who has stepped forward with absolutely no reason. There's no gain in this for E. Jean Carroll. If you look into her history, she's one of the original gonzo journalists of the same school as uh, Hunter uh, S. Thompson. Um, incredibly well regarded. Some of her earlier articles are like epoch in American journalism and she's got nothing to gain from what she is doing and everything to lose and essentially it boils down to the fact that she is accusing uh, Trump of um, reputational harm yeah they went they went shopping they somehow ended up in the same changing cubicle and Donald Trump um, 
he's alleged to have sexually assaulted her. Well, essentially, the lawsuit is this. She came forward and said that he allegedly raped her. He said that I wouldn't do that with you because I like beautiful women and you're ugly. Yeah, I mean, that is his defence. That's it. And that is essentially why they're in court right now. Not, Not essentially nothing to do with the rape itself per se, but everything to do with the harm to the reputation of E. Jean Carroll by him calling her a liar. Yeah. Which is an interesting wrinkle in the case because you have to look at it from a point of view of reputational harm caused by Trump calling her out as a liar when she has got physical proof allegedly that can support her claim and he is doing everything in his power to keep his DNA away from the the judge and it won't it won't work not only that though Georgia Yes. Fanny Willis has just put an alert out to all the police telling everybody to be prepared that in June there is a high probability that they are going to be putting forward federal charges against uh, Trump and his cronies. Uh, Essentially a RICO, um, which is a racketeering um, allegation. Uh, So it's uh, the whole gang of them including Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Ted Cruise. Um, can you imagine Tom Cruise playing Ted Cruise in the movie? <laughs> Josh Hawley. Um, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Love it. Ali Alexander. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Rudy Giuliani. The whole lot of them for their attempts at subverting the uh, election count in Georgia. Ted Cruz has been caught on on, on uh, recordings, basically saying that's the that's the entirety of what they're actually going to do, um, and laying out the whole plot, the illegal plot, may I add, um, and uh, it's just going to be hysterical because that's that's a real that's a real fear for him. Yeah, I mean, it undermines his his what he perceives legitimate claims as being still the president. And then waiting in the wings, Letitia James of the uh, SDNY, who is going to I mean, be just, yeah. hitting him around the head like Hacks or Jim Duggan with a 2 by 4 with the um, federal indictment of fraudulent claims against his business uh, properties, which is separate to the one which is being done by Alvin Bragg. So, yeah. Yeah. Trump's yeah. going to go to prison. I mean, I mean, it, it, it must be serious because Ivanka's just brought in her own legal team to defend her within that. She's separated herself out of the fold. It's, it, you love to see it, I think is what they say. You love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. She knows. She knows this is not going to end well. So she has separated herself and she'll try and plea bargain. Um Moving swiftly on to the separation of church and state, we've already discussed this heavily earlier in the in the show. But uh, yeah, the 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 Thomas Jefferson uh, added um, line in the Constitution about the separation of church and state and how important it is to have those two things separated. And Benjamin Franklin talking about um, any any country that doesn't separate itself from the church is a country set to fail seems to be going up in flames for people who are claiming that they're um 
they're big into the constitution they they sure don't read it very well um yeah and then jim jordan yay uh what's up jim jordan so he i mean far and away from the allegations that he allowed sexual assault claims at the university that he was a wrestling coach to go un uh examined and uninvestigated um, he's now one of Trump's major lieutenants in the uh, the, the uh, Congress, and um, he he tried to intimidate Alvin Bragg into dropping his uh, New York court case um, yeah. by moving his um, judicial committee uh, meeting to New York, um, and it went down as well as the Hindenburg. Uh, in its landing pattern on that fateful day yeah um, so yeah Jim Jordan's one to watch out because he is a man up against a wall with his trousers around his ankles and there are several people chasing him with slapping sticks and it's going to be beautiful <laughs> when they catch him uh, yeah uh, Jim, yeah and, and America we're uh, we love you and that's that in a nutshell is America in the corner yeah, and it will be a corner, be a very small corner very soon. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean, that's pretty much it for the week, really, isn't it? Well, that's 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 the that's the two weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, um, I have got a nice story. So it's nice to finish with happy stories. I love a happy ending. Yeah. So this is my happy ending. Um, I, I I've followed this guy for a while now not in a stalky kind of way around the streets, but like on social media. And it's a guy called uh, Simon Harris. He's he's goes by the handle, I would, I would recommend you check him out on Facebook, called Man Behaving Dadly. He's a bloke, just a normal bloke. He's not a, he, he's being touted as a, a, an influencer and so what. Um, he's just one of those guys, he's gobby, he's kind of, loud and he speaks his mind so 30p lee made some comments about his constituency a few weeks ago about how he knows for a fact that some of the families that are using food bank on a regular basis within his constituent he is regularly seen eating at mcdonald's isn't it a disgrace they've clearly got money they've probably got flat screen tvs try getting non-flat screen TV now as Simon Harris says you've got to break into a museum to get a non-flat screen TV now they're practically giving them away at garages <coughs> excuse me so Simon Harris decided he would take some revenge on Lee Anderson by creating a post a joke post that took off with a GoFundMe um, called Mackies Without Malice and what he's done, um, I'll, I'll read out. After Lee Anderson's horrendous demonisation uh, of parents who both use food bank and dare to take their children to McDonald's two to three times a week, quote-unquote, allegedly, we have now funded a Big Mackey's lunch for up to 70 kids at a local food bank in South End. It's got so big, we are now taking it across the UK. We've now funded 30 U- UK food banks so that they can provide happy meals for kids and families who use their services. And he put this on as a GoFundMe. This is bearing in mind, this is only a couple of weeks, and he set a very short goal. 
he's now raised £22,000 and has literally created hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of happy moments with these Happy Meals. McDonald's in a in a bid to kind of come out of this looking quite good as well as match bid as well. So for every meal they fund, McDonald's will also give another meal uh, for the adults, for the parents. So it's not just the children they're getting a, a little bit of niceness. Um, and I just thought this this guy is so socially awkward and so awful in terms of how he deals with people. I say awful, not in a bad way, but actually he's very direct. This was the guy that, um, when Nigel Farage started spouting the bollocks at the RNLI, was basically just a taxi service for immigrants in the channel, decided he would raise a GoFundMe to buy the RNLI a boat on the understanding that they called it the Flying Farage. <laughs> um, he's now raised so much money, he's now got another one called the Hovering Hopkins as well. Amazing. And that um, that fundraiser is standing. I, I shit you not, at nearly three hundred thousand pounds now, and it just shows that actually the little guy isn't that little, and he's got thousands of followers. He's like, if all of my followers gave me just a pound each, and they're not. Some are being very generous. He would have two hundred and eighty-one thousand pounds every campaign he did, and I just thought that was an amazing way to kind of, on the basis of on Twitter, he's using this as. As an ab- uh, he's tagged 30p Lee and everything <laughs> asking people to retweet it it's been retweeted something like 40,000 times now absolutely astounding Lee Anderson's Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter page is basically unusable because every day he's getting three or 400 retweets of Mackies without malice and I just thought it was a really nice guy take a look it's absolutely wonderful and don't don't donate if you don't have the money he's very clear if you don't have the money he doesn't want your money but if you feel like it's something that one would really fuck Lee Anderson off and two bring a little happiness to a child that might not have it very often I think it's just a wonderful cause that is a cracking and particularly happy ending isn't it yeah I mean what about I mean that's about as big a view as you can get well, I think that wraps it up wonderfully. Yeah, isn't it? Just that's a nice way. Thank you guys for listening. Phil, tell the people who you are and where they can find you. Well, we are Paracetamol Headache. You can see us on Twitter, YouTubies. Uh, you can obviously where you access your podcast, subscribe, like, share. Andrew will come around and spoon you if you do. Um, he makes a very good spoon. Um, if you ask him nicely, he'll even wear pajamas. Um, we are. Get us on all the socials. We're on basically. If, if there's a social platform, we're on it. Paracetamol headache on Instagram. We're Sorry? we're paracetamol headache on Instagram. We're the yeah. paracetamol headache on TikTok. We're yeah. parahead ach on Twitter. Yeah, we can't. They they, they went as yeah yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. Um, we'll even come around your house and feed you little biscuits. Um, like, subscribe and share us we would really love to get out there and, and start creating more content for you and really importantly if you haven't read any of our blogs yet please go to paracetamolheadache.substack.com and yep. you can listen to you can read some of the um, pod, uh, the, uh, the blogs on there for free right now uh, you can also listen to the podcast on there and yep. we also have um, the ability for you to uh, 
go and subscribe to us and also chip in some tips and stuff if you yeah. really want to see anything more. Um, hopefully soon we'll be we'll be delving into video. Uh, but for now, um, we will be back in uh, hopefully a week, maybe two. Two for, weeks at the very most. And we might even have a third little uh, beard with us to uh, pop in on the um, stories. But for now, I'm Andy Chamberlain. This is Personal Headache. Have a great one. Love you. Love you. Love you more. <laughs> I love you more.